0: Welcome to the Leading on Purpose podcast with Jackie, where you will hear stories of passion, purpose, and leadership designed to inspire you to live your best life. So let's get started. Dear God, thank you for everyone that is listening to this podcast and for our guests. I ask that you give everyone favor and help them live their best life. Keep this in mind. You will never influence the world by being dressed like it. So be yourself, be authentic, because the world needs you. Now let's hear from our guest. I am very excited to have a very special person and a very special guest on the podcast today. And that is Allison Hunt. We are going to be talking about burnout. And um, there's a lot that has happened in our world over the last three years, and there's several reports that are out there that have shown that burnout, anxiety, depression, well-being are very, very hot topics for organizations. So I am very, very excited to have this time with Allison today to talk about winning the burnout battle while excelling in your career. So making sure that we're able to win the battle, but also excel in our career. So Allison, how have you how have you been?
1: Hey Jackie, I'm doing great. Very yeah. relaxed, trying to stay out of the really really hot weather.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, it is warm right now. <laughs> it is definitely warm. So, um, you have been a guest on the podcast, but it it's been a while. So tell us what's been going on with your your career. How has things evolved over the last uh year or so?
1: Yeah, it's kind of taken a U-turn. <laughs> <laughs> gone in a completely different direction since you and I spoke last. Uh, yeah, so I retired from the company that I was working at, and uh, was had been there for 23 years. And interesting, it kind of plays it a little bit into this topic because I historically, in my career of 37 years, uh, have really never took a lot of time off. I was not very good about taking you know extended vacations like some folks are. And, uh, and I needed a break and so you talk about burnout I wasn't burned out but I maybe was singed a little bit <laughs> and uh and so I needed a break and so I uh, I, I didn't call it like you know, really taking a sabbatical uh I called it just like taking a a break in my career which was really all it was you know so so yes yeah, so I retired I took a break in my career I put that on my LinkedIn header so that people could see that because I was just pausing, you know, for myself or a change. And so I had kind of planned, you know, over the years was saving money and was hopeful that I'd be able to do something like this one day. And um, and so I, it was time. I just knew it was time. And so I've been enjoying a break and I've reshifted my career focus uh, is now focused on coaching and specifically it's focused on uh, career coaching. And life coaching. So my my tagline is, is uh, Allison Hunt Coaching. And it's um, that I'm helping people design their career and live their best life, whatever that's that awesome. is for them, you know. And so uh, just getting, I hung my shingle out in the April, May timeframe and I'm just getting started. So
0: it's that's been a lot cool. of fun. That's great. So you, so you took a break and you just took a pause. So what else have you been doing during this pause? So that's great about your... Your new career focused on coaching and, and helping people in their careers and live their best life. So what else have you been doing with your free time, Allison?
1: Yeah, so for me, I like to be outside and garden and uh, be with nature. So certainly all of that, which was usual part of my life. What's different that I've not ever been able to find the time to do was there's an uh, an organization called Tabby's Place which is a, a cat uh, sanctuary for cats that are in hopeless situations. And uh, I've been a donor for now almost 16 years of, to them. And uh, for the first time ever, I've been actually able to volunteer, you know, and in hindsight, it's a learning of mine that uh, I wish, and I will share is that if you have the opportunity and it fits with burnout, you, if you're passionately, if um, you feel passionate about a nonprofit, A way to manage burnout might also literally be to add something into your life, which may sound counterintuitive because you're already busy as can be and exhausted. But if it's something that you believe in and feel strongly about, it actually could probably recharge you. And that's what this has done. Um, So I'm getting dirty with the rest of them and changing litter boxes and hosing down solariums and loving on cats as much as I possibly can. And it has absolutely recharged me and filled my life with joy and energy and passion and just um, feeling like I'm making a difference. And, um, and so, yeah, so I've been volunteering twice a week for that. And uh, I was actually invited to see if I'd be interested in joining the board. And so I interviewed for it. And so now I'm on their board of directors and I'm getting to experience what it's like to be on a nonprofit board of directors,
0: which is very different. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic, Allison. So you've taken a break from work, but you're doing a lot of amazing things that are part of there the things that you're very passionate about, which is outstanding. That's great. That's great. Well, congratulations on that wonderful career journey and then what you're contributing to so many people in, in the world now. So that's that's great, Allison. Thank you. So as I as I started this podcast, I mentioned that. One of the areas that companies are really challenged and to really spend some time focusing on is is burnout. And we know that it's a common thing. You hear people talking about it all the time. They may not say burn, you know, burned out, but they're tired. What do you think is contributing to people being burned out? What do you think is contributing to that?
1: You know, I actually think that it's just more, uh, we're more aware of it. I actually think it's kind of like um you know when you when you think about a cancer diagnosis and we think about the incidence of cancer sometimes we'll hear that oh there's more of it well the reason why there may be more more cases of a particular malignancy or disease is because we have better diagnostic tools and and we find it that more well i think that burnout became the buzzword from COVID, so in 2020 you started to hear more and more about it. Certainly 21 and where we are now—that's one one piece of it. We have a lot of other uh, tensions going on in our world that have contributed to it as well. Uh, but I do believe that we've all we've all been living in the world of exhaustion for a very long time. Healthcare pract- its not new to healthcare practitioners. It's not new to teachers. It's certainly not new to parents. I think we're just talking about it more. And sadly, we're hearing more about the impact that it can have in some people's lives, such as, you know, suicide. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so that is real. That is, that's absolutely real. So I just think we're, we have a heightened awareness of it. I do think COVID played a significant um, piece in this. If you think about it, um, you know, one of the ways that we manage our stress, work related, if we keep talking about work related burnout or exhaustion, is we were going to the offices. And yes, maybe we were tired of commutes, tired of getting dressed to go to work. But when we got there, we were socializing, we were engaging and interacting, we were laughing, we were doing lunches with friends and colleagues, we were even just, you know, walking to our cars together. Whatever it was, we were getting something out of that. And then when COVID happened and we're all at home, we, we now didn't have that. And if you had children where parents might get away from the, the stress of, of having children when they go to work, they have a different stress. Now they had work-related stress and family-related stress all under one roof. You know, and so it's it's kind of all been around us. And I don't personally, I don't think we've had the right coping skills to deal with it and so our awareness is heightened you know which is great it means that once you're aware of something you have the opportunity to look at your behaviors and actions and potentially make some changes for the better and uh, I think that's hopefully where we're kind of heading here with all this discussion.
0: Yeah you. I mean you're right Allison there's definitely been more um, awareness around the topic there's been a lot of discussion around the topic because of the unfortunate negative impact that, you know, the anxiety, depression, burnout is having on people and their lives. And and so I think what's, what's good about that is there is more awareness. And so we can take more action as individuals and as companies to help people to not be faced with burnout and to learn how to better deal with it. And like you said, with COVID, absolutely, I do think that it's definitely exacerbated the burnout. And, and we were we're humans, we're made to be in community. So not having that opportunity to be around other people for so long, we I think everyone knows it's had an impact for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can think of my own team, you know, and um I had a very exceptional team and that team leaned forward and moved forward through COVID together. Um which is wonderful but they i also had people that you know had family members that died
0: mm-hmm. you know during
1: covid that they never got to say goodbye to that they had to do virtual you know funerals for um, i had a gentleman that his mom was in her 90s in a nursing home he couldn't go in to see her he had to visit her from outside the window you know and then you, you, so that's loss that's those are significant personal life losses that people are dealing with And it just takes its toll. And that's what causes this exhaustion. And, you know, I'm I'm reading a really great book, you know, about burnout right now. And it's interesting. They talked about, um, you know, they talk about exhaustion as like being in a tunnel. And we all have stressors at work. We all have stressors at home. And, but if you can work your way through the tunnel, then you can process that stress. The problem is, is when you don't process that stress and you get stuck in the tunnel and because then you're stuck in that stress and that's what takes its toll in your mind, mentally and physically and emotionally, and you're stuck there and you just, you've got to, we need strategies, each of us our own different ways and how we do it of working our way through the tunnel so we can let go of that stress, the physical p- component of the stressor, And deal with the stressor how we need to. It's complicated. It's hard. And then when you've got it from life and you've got it from work and you've got it from family, um, there's no wonder why we're dealing with this this, uh, situation right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So just speaking about, you, you mentioned at the start that you've had an over 30 year career and now you're coaching individuals. So I'm sure that throughout your career, but also even in coaching individuals, you're hearing about burnout, but specifically when it comes to the workplace, how have you seen burnout show up? What does that look like to you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So as you know, I was an oncology nurse for many years and the healthcare profession and I would tend to say oncology is probably pretty darn high up in As it. you know, 50 percent of nurses probably have uh, experienced burnout along their career time frame. And, um, you know, so it's, it's a very familiar term to me. And the way the way it has shown up that I've observed is, one, people are just flat out exhausted and they can't they can't take in information and process information as fast as perhaps they were able to. Um, they struggle with making decisions and good decisions. Uh, they get agitated, they burst into tears. They shut down I mean all of the different emotions that you, you can think of as all people just trying to cope, you know and uh, you know but I have had people literally just burst into tears, you know and and it's it's they're just wiped out. You know, completely wiped out. There's been, you know, anger flares in the office, you know, which then for me as a manager, as I think about it, is, you know, if you know a person, if you're working with people and you know what their baseline is, their baseline behaviors, attitude, tone of voice, body language, uh, you know, pay attention to that because when you start seeing a change and all of a sudden someone's showing up with a tone in their voice now, when this person never would do that, or you know, they're shutting down when they are usually the most engaged person in the room. It's like managers need to pay attention to those signs because that's, it shows up like that. And those are, those are subtle. And if you can, if you can catch them and pull the person aside and have a conversation and just ask them, how are you doing? And get into a conversation with them, hopefully in a safe environment and let them share, we might be able to catch it before it gets even bigger you know
0: yeah you know that that i mean definitely i think we probably have all seen that or maybe we've all experienced it ourselves as as well i know certainly i've been very very tired um in the workplaces as well so what are some tips that you can share on how to handle burnout
1: yeah yeah everybody's different we're all unique we have unique backgrounds we have unique coping skills things that work for us you know so you got to find out what works for you so for example for myself they say that exercise 20 to 60 minutes of exercise every day even if you can do it at the end of the day is probably even better because you can process the stress of the day but that's the best way to process the stress and physically to get the stress out of your body or bring it down, get your cortisol levels back down again. So you're not in that fight or flight type of, you know, tension all the time, but that's not my preferred way. And, you know, for, for me, some, I will go for a walk sometimes. And I have, when I'm just really upset or have something really on my mind, I just go out the door and I just walk and pound the pavement. And that helps get, Process that in my thinking. The majority of the time, mine shows up as pure exhaustion, and I'm just I'm I just want to shut down because I've been in do mode all day long, whether it's thinking by doing or action by doing or you know whatever it is, and I just want isolation. And mm-hmm. so what I do, what works for me is my and this has been my lifelong um, behavior trait. My mother used to see it in me. I would, I would walk in and hi from high school, I would walk in. She goes, Oh, it's time for you to go recharge your battery. I'll shut down <laughs> battery. And you know, mothers are always right. And so sure enough, I'd go take a nap and that's what I do. I take a nap. I shut down for 20 or 30 minutes. And if I have to work afterwards, um, I'll do the good old Dan Pink Nappuccino <laughs> and have a cup of coffee before I take my 20, 25 minute nap. And um, and that works for me. For whatever reason, it allows my body to slow down, stop doing, relax, and I feel refreshed afterwards. And I'm a better person. I'm a better, better version of me. So I'll tell my husband, it's like, okay, I'm I'm heading to the couch. I'm grabbing the cat. I'm heading to the couch. I, I need to shut down for a little while. And the, the, the back end of that statement should be or you better watch out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I love that, a a nap. Now let's talk, so those are some ways, and like you said, it depends on the individual, what's going to work for them. So we know exercising is definitely a great way to manage burnout. Taking a nap is another good way. What about things that you can do to prevent from getting burned out? Like, what are some practices that you can put in place to help you from getting to that point where you have to, you know, exercise just to kind of keep up with the the burnout? What are what are your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's just having the strategies that you can use easily throughout the day. One of them is breathing. Uh, a lot of people say, just um, sit in your chair, give yourself five minutes, do five minutes of box breathing. You're taking in all this additional oxygen, relaxing, you're going to be, you'll re- you're resetting. You can get up and do some stretching at your desk you know and and or and or yoga at your desk again it gets the body moving see this is all about movement and 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 oxygen flow and blood flow Um, the other is actually um plug in some tunes listen to some really great moving music that just like changes your state tony robbins talks about when you're in a particular frame of mind and maybe you're coming off of all these meetings and you're agitated Stick some tunes in and just listen to some great music. Only focus on that. Get into the the music and let it change your state. Um, You know, getting outside, go experience nature, hug a child, hug hug an animal. Um, That pet therapy, you know, or child therapy, you know, gets into your heart and it changes your state. It just re, it shifts you. So find what shifts you. That's the thing, and and just make sure it's not more of the same. So for example, uh, if you're at work and you, you think you're gonna take a colleague and you're gonna go walk around, that is engagement, but have some parameters there. Don't talk about work. Talk about something else, talk about a TV show, talk about anything but work and problems. Because if you don't, you're just shifting into a different area of stress, you know? But engagement with others is another way that can help you as well. And and it's awareness. It's like, I know, I can feel and I know when I'm heading that direction. And it's like, okay, I need to make some changes. I need to get more rest. I need to hydrate more. I need to laugh more laughter. Oh, my gosh. I used to have a doctor that his office was right next to mine, and he was absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. And when he left the company... I missed his laughter, the jokes he would tell. I missed laughing, and that mm. I didn't realize at the time that his crazy jokes would just make me laugh hysterically, and my stress would go down, mm. and when he was gone, I physically missed my laughter. I was trying to figure out some way someone make me laugh but <laughs> <laughs> so those are some practical ways but you know everybody's got to find their own thing that works for them and they need to know their body you know I, this burnout book is like it talks about you know know your stressors what are your stressors they're your triggers what's what's triggers you at work and then what's the physical behavioral mental reaction you have to them And that's what you need to be aware of. Because if you, I wasn't, I I didn't tease the two apart. I just called it stress. Well, that's actually not right. I have a trigger and then I have an emotion. I either get angry or maybe I get sad, whatever, frustrated. And that emotion is what drives your cortisol up and messes your, your body up and starts this cascade of very unpleasant and not good things in your body. And that's what you've got to process out. You've got to keep it flowing. Yeah. You got to handle your triggers. That may be some action items that you need to take on how to handle your triggers, but you have a physical response going on your body. That's that fight or flight response. And if you don't address it, you get stuck in it. And when you get stuck in it, it stays within you, then you can have physical problems. And I did, I I've experienced this. So I've, launching a big drug at the company I was working for and taking care of my parents from a you know, thousand miles away. And I started having high blood pressure. My, I could feel it. I was getting hypertensive in the office and I had a nurse friend of mine, you know, bring her cuff in. Sure enough, I was hypertensive. Mm-hmm. And and that was stress. That was all cortisol because I was not processing the stress of the launch and the stress of taking my care of my parents, I was just doing, 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 you know? And so that's what we've got to learn along our journeys early, Um, you know? So for, for people that are starting their careers or mid in their careers, pay attention to those reactions, those emotions that you have, the negative emotions, because that's what's gonna take its toll on your body and that's what you need to process out and then you need to also think about, well, what just triggered that emotion? And what can you do about those triggers?
0: But as you're talking about going through this tunnel and recognizing those emotions, just take us back like, to an example of like what you, know, you talked about different tactics and, and things you can do like the the breathing, listening to music, but is that what you mean by when you're trying to take yourself through that tunnel is then to incorporate some of those practices to make sure that you go through the tunnel? Yep.
1: So here's, a here's, here's one. So, um, so first box breathing is where you, um, it's a, tr- it's a, a practice that's often used by Navy SEALs and many, many other organizations, so, but you breathe in slowly, um, through your nose for the count of four to six, whatever you can do, you hold it for four to six, you release it for four to six, and then you hold again for four to six. So it's a box. And, And if you can do it for six, it really slows your heart rate down and it really slows your breathing down. So what's a trigger for someone at work, given a big presentation, maybe they don't like presenting. They get really super stressed out when they present. You know, for me, I, it wasn't a problem for me. That's why I say everybody's different. So here's some, you've got a presentation you have to give and your heart's racing. You can barely take a breath in because you're like, so, you know, tight inside. And what can you, you're stuck in that tunnel right then. But in five minutes, you got to go give a presentation. So you're sitting at the table, listening to the meeting, watching whatever's going on. You now have the opportunity to sit there and box breathe. No one can see you doing it, they, no one knows. And all you're doing is slowing your heart rate and your breathing down so that you're working your way, you're gonna still be in the tunnel until you get done with the presentation, right? But you're, you're setting yourself up for uh, in a better place for when you start that presentation, you know? So that's an example of it, uh, uh, of managing it while you go,
0: okay? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for sharing box breathing. I know I'm familiar with it, but not, I'm not sure everyone listening may be familiar with it. And I have I have to say, um, breathing like that absolutely does help. It's amazing. It's amazing yeah, yeah. how much it, it really does help calm you down, gives you focus. So it it's definitely extremely helpful. But I want to also build on a couple of things that you said, so you talked a little bit about just ways to to manage your stress and, and burnout before you get you know to try to prevent you from becoming burned out. We know that excelling in our in your career sometimes takes a lot of hard work and it sometimes can be connected to just that really hard work. but you don't always have to get to a burnout phase to be successful in your career. So how do what advice can you give people to help them balance? That maybe that need to feel like you always have to be on and performing um, at this level that causes burnout, but it's not necessarily you you being you're going to be at your best version of yourself because you are burned out. So how do you balance excelling in your career and preventing um, burnout at the same time?
1: Yeah, I think if if you can be intentional about where you place your time attention and focus so some people want to do it all and if you're doing it all you know it's going to be really hard to do that for a long haul and so there are going to be times and life is tough it's just it's just challenging so the goal is to be resilient now I know that (laughs) you know you're going to, it's to be flexible, it's to be able to quickly adjust when a global pandemic hits and you're a leader, you know, and so, but to to do that, it requires you to have, to be, maybe be very very organized and methodical about how you're keeping up with your work. Uh, If you don't have a time management system, that's probably, you're going to probably get really stressed out if you're just trying to do, 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 achieve, 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 uh, because people, some people will try to leave all of that information in their head alone. And that does not work. Your brain, <laughs> your brain is like a computer, right? It's not a filing cabinet. And so, you know, if you don't have a, um, a time management system, a way of keeping up with the actions and things that you need to deliver and when That's that will help you. So that's one way of doing it. The other thing is to be realistic about your goals and expectations. How much can you really do? Yes, you want to do X, Y, Z. But the goal is to the way to be successful is to add value and have impact and to have and do it with quality. And so if you're trying to do everything, you're not going to be able to do all of that. So be choiceful, intentional about where you want to what's where you want to focus and then knock it out of the park. And so that's a way of setting boundaries. Okay. And being okay with, and this is where people have to be that uh, have some EQ and just be, be okay with the fact that no, you're someone else is going to excel in some of those other things. And, but you're going to excel in the, this, this place, you know, and so you have to be all right with that. Um, You know, get your rest, hydrate the, the basic fundamentals of taking care of yourself so that you don't get sick. Because if you're, if you're really working hard and you're going to be working hard sometimes, that you need your health at that time, you need, and that's the time. And ironically, that's the breathing piece. The next time you're stressed out or you're really busy, the next time you're really, really busy, try to pause and ask yourself if you're breathing, pay attention to your breathing. Your breathing will be shallow. It's not going to be deep and it's going to probably be a little fast. So it's not, you're not going to be getting the oxygen in, right? And so if you can slow down, take a couple deep breaths, right? Get some more oxygen into your body. It'll help you focus and help you deliver on what you're trying to do. These are some things that, you know, you, you, the goal is resiliency. The long, it's the long journey. It's not the sprint, Yes, you're going to be sprinting on and off throughout your career, but what happens after the sprint? <laughs> you recover. Mm-hmm. So, how do you recover? What's your? Do you block time for recovery, or do you just keep trying to sprint? You know. So you need that time. You and I have spoken about deep work before. You know. So if you've got some complicated problems and um, or work that you're working on and you want to, but you want to do really well, you know, practice deep work where you're actually blocking your calendar for two hours. You only focus on that topic uninterrupted and you'll be amazed at the quality of work and how fast you get it done. But that's a time management strategy. So these kinds of things, if you have some different tools that you can use along your journey, knowing that you're going to be, sometimes you're going to work on projects where you work seven days a week, that you have to be on call seven days a week. It just happens. Big launches, big product launches, you know, things like that. It happens, but it always has an end. Uh, POAs, they have an end. So I as oh man, my recovery time is at the end of POA. It's like my calendar is blocked and that's where I get to actually have some quiet time. But I know that the four months beforehand is going to be all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. You know? And so you go in mentally going, okay, I'm going to be really busy for the next four months. I'm going to manage my schedule. I'm going to manage my commitments. I'm going to make some time for me throughout. I'm going to rest. I'm going to hydrate. But I know it's going to be busy. And then I'm going to have some recovery time. And I'm going to get my make my team have some recovery time because they need it as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. I mean, very practical, very practical tips that you have provided and very, very helpful because- like you said, I mean, we can't. No one is very successful running a sprint all the time. They're just not going to be performing at the same level. Their 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 times will not remain high and 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 do very well. And the same thing with just humans and the way that we work on a daily basis. You know, we're fortunate. I mean, I'm fortunate, and the companies do various things. But you know, having Um, the quiet week, what, you know, company offers a quiet week. It's a time for people to recharge. It's a time for people to maybe take vacation without coming back to as many emails. But what I love about quiet week is a time to even reset your own focus for the rest of the year to take some of the practices and the things that you do during that quiet week and make it part of your normal routine on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis. Because I always I always say that we cannot expect the company to make the our work life balance the way that we want it to be, it's up to us. And I think I think a lot of times we put too much on the company to do it for us. Like, well, they shouldn't be ha- asking us to do this, or we shouldn't have to do this. Well, no, you should be able to manage your time, push back when you need to, but make sure that again, to your expect to what you said is know that you will have busy periods, and that's okay. Um, but you, when you're done with that busy period, make sure that you're taking time for yourself, and even throughout that time as well. So, but I think we have to own, we have to own how we manage our careers and own how we manage and preventing um, burnout as well.
1: Yep, it's, it's fun to work hard, but it's, it's a, you gotta do it for a long time. So (laughs) you gotta have some recovery in there.
0: Exactly. Okay, Allison. we're going to switch gears for a few fun questions, and then I will ask uh, the final question uh, of the day with uh, some additional advice that you can um, share. But um, I decided I'm changing things up. I'm going to ask you a a few would you rather questions, okay? So first question is, would you rather be forced to sing along or dance to every single song you hear?
1: Dance to every single song I hear.
0: Okay. Would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future? Uh, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. You don't want to see 150 years into the future. No, don't. <laughs> you, who knows what our world will be like 150 years So now? I'm I'm making on the Jetsons. For those of you that are familiar with the Jetsons. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was thinking. I've seen too many sci-fi movies. I don't think
0: so. (laughs) Okay. um, um, Last one. Would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? Oh, chef. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't have them both. I would like both, actually.
1: (laughs) That'd be great. Yeah, that would be great.
0: All right. Thanks, Allison. I want to my mind on that. OK, so my final question is what actually what is the final advice that you would like to share with the listeners around balancing burnout and excelling in their career?
1: Yeah, I think I think the word that comes to mind is resiliency and what to think about what they can do to be resilient in their life, whether it be related to personal life or work or work related stuff because there's a lot of people that are sandwich in the sandwich world these days with young children and, and parents that need them as well and so how can you stay you know mentally emotionally um, behaviorally flexible when you come up against challenging situations and so what can you do to prepare for that and, and how do, how do you get strong in that? That will help you in the long haul. That will help you be able to work through work with difficult people, work with in difficult situations. if you have identified what your behaviors are mentally and and, and physically um, for that time, and then you've got to have your you have to have your plan for, How are you going to recover? How are you going to recover yourself every day or at least during the week, you know, whether it's during the day or at the end of the day? What works for you? Dan Pink has a great book called When, I highly recommend it. And are you sharpest in the morning or are you mentally sharpest in the afternoon or at night? No. When you work the, the, the best and leverage that my clock is i'm a morning person i do my heavy thinking my heavy writing my heavy reviewing all in the morning i do not do that in the afternoon because i'm not ty- i'm not sharpest okay so know these things about yourself what are your triggers and how does your burnout like exhaustion show up how do you display it do you even do you even know when you're going through it so again self awareness right leads to better self leadership Living intentionally in your life of what you want to try to achieve and try, try to build that resilient muscle so that when you are hit with really big challenges at work or big challenges in your personal life, that you can be strong and you can flex and get through that successfully.
0: Well, Allison, thank you so much for your time and sharing your words of wisdom. This has been absolutely amazing. I know I'm taking a lot away from this conversation, things I need to put into practice, because Again, I know we have all experienced burnout at some point in our in our lives. And I, I'm always up for preventing things versus responding. So I love a lot of the great tips that you have shared. And, and I'm I'm sure the listeners are taking away a lot as well. And congratulations on your break in your career, but also your new adventure that you're on. And I know again that you're making such a positive difference in the lives of the people that you're coaching because you certainly have, you know, all of your life so far. So thank you, Allison, for your time. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Jackie. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity.